All right, welcome back to Talk Anything with Cass, and I have got a super duper special guest tonight, today, whatever time it is that you're listening to this right now. Um, she is my co-star in Three Besties and a Guestie. She's in Role Players, and she's a Goonie, and uh, she's been in my show before. And I would like to welcome back Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. It's me. Yes. Hello. I'm so excited you're here. I'm so excited too. I love it. How are you today? I'm doing all right. How are you doing? How was work? You know, I'm doing a lot better today. Work was pretty good. How was your day off? Uh, it was nice. I got like a 30-minute nap, so, you know, I'm going to enjoy that. Hell yeah. I wish I could have got a nap today. <laughs> I know. Your day was so long. It really I was. was. Like, oh, she's still there. Although I'm glad I didn't have to do, I didn't have to work overtime, so that was all right with me. Yep, I got some cleaning done. Feeling good. Alright. Oh, and I did get, it's not really a promotion, but it's kind of like a little advancement at work, so that was awesome. Yes, that is amazing. I'm so happy for you. You totally deserve it. I mean, I've been working my ass off, I'll tell you what. Heck yeah. Do it, get it. Like, I first started out at this place, and... I originally, like, like the very first two days that I started out, I was just putting hinges and handles on doors, and that was it. And um, after my second day, they realized that I was a lot better than that. So they moved me over to drawers, and I started building the drawers. And I think it was, I want to say it was about eight or nine months and I had expressed interest in installing the drawers and I was like, okay, how do I, you know, approach this? And I had talked to my lead and he literally told me that I was not physically capable of doing the job. And I just kind of looked at him like, excuse me? Like my best friend who is three years older than me, he is doing the job. How are you trying to tell me that I can't? Yeah, do this job? bro, your mom can't do the job. What's up? Let's do this. Right? <laughs> like, who are you talking to? So, luckily, do you not know how amazing I am? Right. So, the guy who they ended up hiring to end up doing the drawers was fucking them up so badly that my lead was like, I gotta have you doing them. Like, it's he's just mm-hmm. he's not good and everything else and I was like ha so he told me though he was like if you go 90 days without really ke- you know getting the stride and catching up on it and blah 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 like you know I'm gonna have to move you back and I was like alright challenge accepted motherfucker <laughs> yeah right I'm sorry do you not know who you're talking to hi my name's Cass have you met me like, I'm wonderful. I'm legendary Ant Slayer. Okay? <laughs> Damn right. It's so, like a three foot splinter. What? Right, Let's do this. Exactly. I'll take you. And <laughs> so, literally, like, it took me a half an afternoon. And I had my speed. I was already, like, doing adjustments. I had them all perfectly. And then not even a couple months later, like, I was the fastest drawer installer and the best one at that because I was also making them look good in the process. 
and um yeah you're wonderful <laughs> i mean i try it was fun <laughs> because it's like a puzzle you know like you're looking at the drawer you're trying to figure out how you have to move your runners to be able to straighten out and make this drawer flush because i mean if you really when you're in your house and it's already done you're not really thinking about it you know but people actually have to you know build and assemble these and like install them and they have to look good and if the people that are building them don't really know what it's like to install them it's a totally different story so um you have to move like the the things that hold the drawer in that roll up back and forth and everything else and so it is a process and i love that because you have to figure out how to maneuver that around to fix that and um after that i learned how to do the doors and then i was ended up doing both and um then i ended up getting moved into the inside doing like the electrical stuff and now i get to do all the pre-wire stuff so i get to do all the stuff before they start to do the electrical stuff so i'm pretty excited about that Yay! And it's just you're learning more and more, so it's just great for you. And you know, yeah. you just can keep like, you know, going up and learning more, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, exactly. I'm pretty excited, and it's like it's kind of funny because I was talking to my lead about it today, and um, he was like, you know, I know I can rely on you, and you're fast, and blah 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 blah. And I was like, wow, that's finally some nice compliments coming from you because <laughs> he doesn't really compliment a whole lot of people so uh it's kind of nice and um then uh I can't remember what happened after that but it was just kind of nice you know knowing that that I am oh and then I was like well and I also know that you don't want to lose me to another department because like if there's too many people in one area like they'll move people and yeah. he didn't want to lose me and so um, he was like well I'll just put her there especially because I know that she can get it and she's reliable so I'm every I'm always there so <laughs> yeah exactly so it's nice like you're not the one calling out every day you're the one showing up every day and yeah. doing more and more yeah, and he likes it that I can be, like, versatile, you know, so, like, I, if once I learn everything, then I can basically, like, cover every spot except for decking, because I will not get up on that catwalk because I am afraid of heights, and I will pass out. <laughs> so, Nobody's got time for that, okay? Yeah, I, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to die, but it's not going to be because of something like that. Exactly. So, but. anyways... <laughs> Uh, so what's your first topic? Alright, so we both have restaurant backgrounds. Yes. Uh, tell me about one of your favorite moments in the restaurant. Oh, God. Oh, that could be so many. You go first, because I have to think about that. Um... I wasn't ready for that one. Okay, so <laughs> I know, um, but that's not the point. Point is that, man, I don't know. I've worked everywhere from like dive bar to fine dining and in between. Yeah. And like, I mean, I love I love my dive bars because that's just I get to actually do what I want, be what I want, and. 
Uh, here's a funny one for you. So, like, working at B-Dubs, um, bartending there before I moved up into the management roles. And David was there with another friend of ours, and they were doing the surveys. And I, you know, I love talking shit, and, you know, I'm, I think I'm pretty good at it, and I can just keep spouting off no matter what. It's just beautiful. It's wonderful. I'm quite eloquent when I need to be. Sure, me too. <laughs> and the bar manager comes out and he goes, who the fuck is Jimmy? <laughs> and I'm like, what? And then David and Brian are at the bar. They're like, what the fuck? He's like, yeah, we just got a survey for our bartender named Jimmy. <laughs> David's phone, like, he either spelled my name wrong or autocorrected to Jimmy. <laughs> so he had just been writing about this Jimmy person doing the surveys. So they got me my um, my certified trainer, like nice name tag, and it says Jimmy. <laughs> like even my manager box in the office with all my paperwork and stuff, it says Jimmy. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, I love going back and forth with people, and we have oh some people that just can't talk shit to save their lives. I know they're the worst. Oh my god! And I'm like, will you try a little harder? Because this is so pathetic. Okay, like come on. All you can be like, oh, your team sucks, bro. What? That's all you have? That's come it. on. No. Come facts. on. Please, we are in a sports bar. Let's do this. Let's throw down. Right. I made a tinfoil hat for someone, okay? <laughs> like, and I made him wear it in the car. You and I both are on the same page. Like, like we like to be able to, like, know information to be able to talk shit about it. So, like, uh, we had that conversation, and then, like, my friend Hope and I at work were talking about Metallica. I fucking hate Metallica. I have I like, hate them. Can't stand them. Yep. I fucking hate Metallica. Nope. And, um... Mars will never get my money. Never. Ever, ever. <laughs> And that stupid <laughs> motherfucker told told the fucking main guy from Primus that he was never going to be a good enough bassist to be in the band, and then he started Primus. Like, how big of a middle finger do you need for that motherfucker? <laughs> like, right? Take that. Especially with... Okay, I'm not even going to get into it. Anyway, so my friend Hope was like... Wow, you sure know a lot about him for you to not like him. I was like, well, yeah, I'm going to know about him, talk shit about him. I'm not going to be yeah. like, I just don't like them. Like, I'm not going to be ignorant on the subject if I'm going to yeah. talk shit about it. Like, I've got a whole laundry list. Where do you want me to start? Yeah. <laughs> look, look, we know where mine starts, okay? There's like, I can talk shit about anything. Like, I'll, I'll do it about Tolkien, but I'm going to talk shit about everything. Like, let's yes. do this. <laughs> exactly. Five finger death punch the same. Let's talk shit. I will do it. I'll be I right mean, there, okay? I, I just got into that conversation with somebody else <sighs> the other day at work, and he was like, I love them. I was like, dude, they don't have an original song. And he was like, so nobody does. I was like, uh, yes, they do. The bands that I listen to, too, do. And he was like, Chris Kale's a fucking douche, man. He was so rude to me when, like, my buddy introduced us because my buddy was in a band and we were at this, um, uh, it was a fundraiser show, 24-hour concert to raise money. Um, and I can't remember what it was for, but it was in Vegas, of course. And so they had all these people here. All Yeah, all these people there. And, like, hanging back in the green room and everything. It's my friends playing with the main band. And he's like, oh, hey, like, he brings Chris Caliber and like, hey, you know, I want to introduce you. And he's just seemed like he didn't want to be there. Like, 
everything was an inconvenience and it's like dude just get fucked you're not even you're not good looking you're not that talented like seriously you may have an epic beard dude but that doesn't make you really cool okay exactly like I actually used to drink with Ivan Moody at the fucking the uh, Chicago Brewery Company right there off a tropical yeah and I straight up told him I couldn't stand his beard like I mean like living in New Orleans and then going there I was surrounded by music everywhere so many musicians just everywhere and it was just amazing it's like you're gonna be a douchebag what I know I just I don't understand it and I met so many cool fucking people while I was living there yeah like I got to party with freaking social distortion yes me too because of my friend like (laughs) but I didn't get to meet Joan Jett I was so mad man I got to I did it I got to meet her and shared in Wyoming but um, I love you and hate you at the same time so. <laughs> and Lita Ford and actually those two bitches were the whole reason why I learned the guitar no shit oh. and I got to tell them that I was so fucking excited but um fucking when I don't know if it was still there when you were down there but like I lived right there off of Durango and Flamingo and there mm-hmm. was that Durango Park right there right across the street from Durango Lodge yeah and they used to have extreme thing it was uh, right around Halloween weekend, and it was a three-day concert festival. I don't know mm. if they still had it while you were down there. but I think they did. I lived at Durango and Westcliff. Oh, okay. So we actually <laughs> lived... I lived in Summerlin. I lived in, uh, off of Decatur, and then I lived in uh, Henderson. Yeah, I was and down in Henderson off of, like, um, like Sunset. Oh, okay. Or Sunrise, whatever it is. <laughs> like we live it's like the lake we they're like the lake house the book where like yeah passing by in the same places just in r- different times it's fucking yeah. hilarious <laughs> um but so uh, you probably know sagos then though that bar that was off of uh tropicana and paradise mm-hmm. okay so i used to drink there all the time <laughs> <laughs> And, um, anyways, so I used to go to the extreme thing festival, like every year. And, um, since it was just down the street from my apartment, I would like just walk down and then I'd be able to just, you know, hang out. Well, that was like one of my favorite fucking times to ever live there because I got to see and meet so many major people and I will still never forget the day that I got to see Matthew Tuck in the flesh. <laughs> so Hi. much goodness. Hi, Matthew Tuck. At me sometime. Yeah, if you're <laughs> listening, uh, yeah. What's up? Talk anything with cats at gmail.com. Anyways, mm-hmm. uh, so, um, I, now that I got, we, we totally got off topic. Uh, anyways, <laughs> yes, bands. And Music bands. is important, okay? It really is. Um. Oh, so restaurant favorite restaurant. I think I think I already told you the story, but it was probably it was the Booty Thunder thing. <laughs> uh, but I'd have to say. Fuck! I ain't got nothing. I had it's like the there's so much stuff. Like just working in restaurants just because like most of the time I was in the back of the house. But like when I was, you know, down in Vegas and doing all that stuff, like I was always having to deal with such utter bullshit. So Oh yeah. Yeah, it's like when I was bartending in New Orleans, like there was this one day it rained super bad. And I mean, it's the south, so it rains a lot. And the 
quarter, like the streets were flooding like normal, but everybody's still open. I'm still bartending. And we had one table and it was about 10 like frat boys. And there's me behind the bar and the server and we go to do Jaeger bombs because we're bored. There's nothing going on. So we're just going to start dropping Jaeger bombs just for shits and giggles. And then one of the frat boys comes up and he's like, do you want to race? And I'm just like, bro, really? You, you see, I work here. Like, <laughs> this is for fun for me. <laughs> and so we ended up agreeing to race. He's like, you know, if you win, you buy our shots. If I win, like, we'll pay for everything. Plus, we'll tip each of you 100 bucks. So I'm like, okay, bet. Like, right. let's race. Let's do this. His buddy came up to judge. We did about 10 Jaeger bombs in a row. And I won every single round. I'm just like, yes. Hell yeah. And I'm like, let's just fucking go. <laughs> so It's like so much fun. I ha- I'll, I'll tell you a story that happened in a restaurant, but I wasn't working in it. Um, so I had just gotten off work and I was at home. And my mom loves reality TV shows and... We were. She was watching the Rock Love of Bu- or Rock Bus of Love or something like that. It was the one with fucking Axl Rose. And, oh. Um. I see this chick on there, and I'm like, God, damn, her boobs are so big she could motorboat herself. <laughs> and my mom starts laughing, and I fucking <laughs> laughed at myself because I was stoned to shit. And the next day. <laughs> we were out to lunch with my dad and this place we would go literally every day to lunch and uh, I looked over at my dad and I just had this face I just poof, poof, sullen face and I go well so dad you know that I uh, went to the doctor the other day and um, it turns out I have this condition and he was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I, I have to have this surgery and I have to, you know, it's, I have to borrow $5,000 and it's just, it's super serious, dad. And I'm literally like tearing up. I'm selling this shit. Okay. <laughs> and my dad goes, well, what's, what's going on? Like he's legit looking concerned at this point. He's like, what's the condition? And I looked at him and I go, I can't motorboat myself, dad. And I, <laughs> I, I did the thing where you like throw your head into your arms and you like land on the table, you know, and act like you're crying. My mom's fucking dying laughing. My dad turns 1600 shits of red. And the, the guy that was sitting at the table next to us, he's laughing and I was like, this is a personal matter. This is none of your business. <laughs> oh. like, Fuck my life, Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> and perfect my dad, the way that he's got his sort of sense of humor. He goes, well, looks like you're going to have to sell yourself on the corner. And I was <laughs> like, fuck, of course, that's my dad's response. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's fucking great. It's like, that's like shit my aunt and uncle would say. 
because they're like nothing faces them and I think that's why I have such a fucked up sense of humor and learned how to yeah. talk the shit that I can right. is because they'll keep going and it's oh, yeah. you know one of the, it's it's one of those who's going to be embarrassed chicken like let's go yes. how far can we take this yep I am all about like. that <laughs> like my dad and I are per- my dad and I and my brother were like the the triple bang fucking comedy hour because we all riffed off each other and my mom absolutely loved and hated like she acted like she hated it she was fucking like crying (laughs) laughing half the time and she's like oh my god that's fucked up while she's laughing her ass off so you know that she's we're doing right (laughs) (laughs) it was like um last summer when connor had his um gymnastics show that they put on at the end of the year um my aunt and uncle came over and i invited my friends like david was here and it's like um, I had a friends that we played D&D with and we're like, we're going to have like a gaming night. And so we spent like three hours playing Cards Against Humanity. And at first, I feel like the two groups didn't know how far they could go with each other. <laughs> and <laughs> because, I mean, you've heard, you know how David is. Like, oh, yes. I love so, it. I love it so fucking much. <laughs> And Tom and his wife are just like, oh, and then my aunt and uncle are just boom. And then we start talking about, you know, you know, getting the AIDS card because you just want to get AIDS. You you want to be given the AIDS card. That is, it was just how depraved can we go? And it was just <laughs> such a wonderful experience to just be in my house with people that I love playing cards against humanity and with some of the most fucked up people that I know. Yes, that is the best. Good times, good times. (laughs) It's like Connor was in bed at that point, so perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. Yeah. Fucking, um, I, uh, I guess it's not a best story, but I have a haunted story from my the place that I worked at in Rapid City, the country club. Um, There was this rumor of this uh, top hat guy. And I'd only heard about him, and they were like, yeah, he's super creepy, and uh, blah, blah, blah. I've only seen, like, you know, shadows from the corner of my eye. I'm like, sucks to be you. (laughs) And uh, so I had known that he'd been around, but I also know when they know, and they tend to avoid you when you can see them. And uh, so it's like... I saw them. I saw him one night. So, I was trying to come out of the the kitchen, and just as I like turned my head, I watched him literally walk across the back of the line. And I was like, "Oh, what's up, dude?" And I just like walked out. Well, then like the rest of the night was okay. It was kind of weird because we were just kind of like finishing up all of our busing and closing up and everything, and fucking um Kristen she goes in and does something in the kitchen and then I take a tray of dirty dishes to the kitchen because the way that the where we were at we were in the pub and the kitchen was like way fucking far away from the pub so we'd have to carry fucking serving trays full of dirty dishes back to the kitchen it was a pain in the ass yeah don't make it easy or anything oh you know? fuck dude like the way that they designed this country club like monkeys could have done a better fucking job 
So I'll have to draw a picture for you sometime. <laughs> ridiculous. Anyway, so <clears throat> I go take my tray, put everything at, away, and then I come back, and then Kristen goes and does something. I think she took like a tray of glasses or something to the the kitchen and she comes back and she's just stark white and I'm like what the fuck happened dude and she's like did you like drop a bunch of shit on the floor like a bunch of dishes and shit on the floor and I was like no like Kristen you know me like that's not something that I would do come on and she was like uh and she like like gestures for me to follow her and so we go into the kitchen and like everything that I had just put onto the dish pit was on the fucking floor broken. And oh my I gosh. Was like, what the fuck? And so she just like her eyes are huge and I look at her and I was like, I fucking didn't do that. Like I put everything away. And um so she goes down and she watches the fucking cameras and you can literally legit and I watched it over her shoulder you can legit watch the top hat guy look at basically the camera smile knock everything over that I just put on the fucking dish pit and then cackle and then disappear <laughs> and I was like that motherfucker it's fucking rude man I know. Like she didn't see like the face part of it. She just saw like the shadow and then everything fall and then it disappeared. But I saw yeah. my fucking face and I was like, "You cheeky motherfucker!" Mm-hmm. Ever since then, like I I would fuck with him. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! You can't let him get the upper hand. I'm gonna fuck with you, like. <laughs> <laughs> So when I worked on the Delta Queen when it was docked in Chattanooga and it was being used as a hotel, I was bartending. And it, you know, we had Ghost Lab on there one night to film and they got a bunch of stuff to happen while they were there. Um, and they were talking to us about stuff that's happened and we've all had weird stuff that happened. Now, Captain Mary Green did not like alcohol and the fact that I was a bartender, I'm sure I was not on the top of her loved list. But... Um, I got fired from there and then rehired when the new management took over because everybody freaking loved me. Like, the reason I got fired was, you know, I had a Wonder Woman belt buckle and I would wear it all the time. You couldn't see it under my, like, tuxedo shirt or anything, like, as a vest, (laughs) but it was there. And so, like... The dude, the dude was a drunk, cheating on his wife, was mad about everything in life, whatever. You drink Sorry. shitty vodka anyways, okay? Enjoy your sky vodka, dude, and your misery. Right. Um, but when I got hired back, I was starting my first shift, and I'm back to setting up the bar, I'm talking to everybody. And I looked out at the sink, and there's no water in the sinks. And I still have this picture... And there's water droplets on the sink, and it made a smiley face. Oh. So I'm like, oh, I guess, you know, Mary Green's ready to, you know, glad to have me back because somebody actually gives a shit about this boat. And I I loved that boat with every ounce of my being. Like, I know. I've that boat was beautiful. Fucking, when I lived in... Um, when I lived in Mississippi, I wanted to go just over for like a weekend or whatever, but I just, I was working all the time and not making enough because 
I was. Well, so I actually got hired for the American Queen because I worked on the Delta Queen for so long. Um, when they were going to restart cruising and I was going to go and I was on the phone with them and the guy was like, yeah, you know, so you can expect to make any, you're going to have six weeks on, two weeks off and you can expect to make like, you know, uh, 1500 a week. And I'm like, wow, that's so worth it. Yes. Count me in. Let's freaking go. Right. When I got my contract. Um, it was less than $300 a week. Oh, no. After the first cruise, because a bunch of my friends were on there, um, they're like, the dishwashers made more than us. Like, oh, nice. So I'm like, all right, I'm glad I turned that down, because 1500 bucks a week was so worth it. So I just yeah. stayed working on the Delta Queen while I was still there. But one of the craziest things is we had a lot of ghosts on there besides Mary Green. And one of them liked to roam around the dining hall, which was two floors down from the bar. And being on the bar there, I would, you know, if I had to run something down to the kitchen real quick, I would have to go down two decks. So there's one day I'm going, I run down the two decks. Sorry, oh. I'm Googling them now. Like, oh, so wonderful. Like I saw something on, the, on Google, or not, uh, like, something on the news about the Delta Queen having to dock because the water levels were too low or something like yeah, that. Yeah, she's not doing anything. She's sitting docked in Louisiana right now. That's what I thought Because I they want to get her back up and running on the river. Um, they, didn't they say that they were going to work on renovations anyway? While yeah. Okay. So but I she's just been I sitting there. Okay. I wanted to make sure that was the same one. <laughs> yeah. I still know everybody involved, but it's like here, the main part, reason she was taken off the river is she has a wooden hull. Now she has a metal hull built over the wooden hull, but because she has the wooden hull still, they're like, no, she needs an exemption in order to cruise on the rivers, whatever. Sure. She's a beautiful boat. It is gorgeous. Um, I watched um, the with the uh, Ryan and oh fucking god damn it Shane Shane and Ryan from the BuzzFeed uh, like Supernatural when they did mm-hmm. the, the tour of the Delta Queen and I was just like oh I want to go on there. It's freaking gorgeous. <laughs> oh yes. yeah. But yeah, there was, there, there's, you know, there, there's good spirits and, you know, there's pain in the ass spirits. I like to do shit to just fuck with you. Yes. I was running through the kitchen and I, like, running through the dining room to the kitchen and I see something out of the corner of my eye on the left side. And I'm like, dude, don't even, just please don't. I'm trying to get shit done. Okay. <laughs> and then I go in the kitchen, <clears throat> come back out. Meanwhile, <clears throat> yeah, like, I'm running through the dining room is black. Like, there is no lights on. There was light on on the other side of the kitchen doors, and there's light on on the other side of the doors that go to the stairs. Like, but I know this place like the back of my hand, so I'm going through. Next thing I know, I get slammed in the leg with a chair. Oh. And <clears throat> I just hear scrambling, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, really, dude? Really? Now? You want to mess with me? Rude. We'll discuss this later. <laughs> It's like, go back up to the bar, and I'm pissed off and mad. They're like, what the fuck was that? Who was throwing chairs? Is it some threw a chair at me? Freaking dickhead down there. What a dick. God. Yeah, get back in the kitchen. Yeah. Make me a ghost sandwich, ghost. Yeah, 
food. Jeez, make a chicken. <laughs> 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 so what's your next topic now that we've completely gone off the rails? <laughs> um, It's my show, fuck it. <laughs> I know, right? We do what we want. Like, let's see. I don't know, what was, like... How have your hobbies changed since you were younger, growing up, and going through school and everything, to what they are now? Granted, we're adults and we don't get much time for hobbies. Yeah. <clears throat> oh god. They haven't, to be fucking honest. Like, I've always loved books. I've always loved, like, puzzles. Because I do a lot of puzzles. And I've always made my own necklaces. And I still do that. Uh, I don't draw anymore. I wish I could. My hands won't let me anymore. Because after using pneumatic tools, like, they, my hands are completely fucked. Yeah. And it didn't take very long, I'm just saying, like, I can barely hold a pencil, I can barely hold a phone half the time, like, Aww. like it's, I have to hold it with both hands, I can't hold it with just one hand, or else, like, it has to be, like, my whole hand, and then I can't usually, like, type with it, <laughs> because I'll end up dropping it eventually, <laughs> so, but other than that, I think pretty much all my hobbies have been the same, except I don't draw how about you yeah it's like i started out like even when i was young my grandmother always had me in like theater stuff and i did a lot of sports growing up and i was always drawing it's like when you were talking about like the highlights magazines like reminder like was it like last week or the week before yeah. i was like yeah my grandmother submitted one of the pictures i drew and it got printed in highlights and i was so excited when i was younger it's like that was like every kid's dream right there. It's like right. you know, checks. Did they put my picture in there? I saw it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I probably had every <laughs> magazine from like 1980 whatever to <laughs> fucking. Oh my god! I want to say <laughs> mid 90s. Yeah, I really got to the point where I was like in middle school. It's like I need I need to get back more into like writing because I used to be do a lot more writing just for myself. Yeah, same. I think a um, lot of our writing has been our RPing for me. Yeah. Like that's been me being able to get like my creativity out with my writing. Oh, and it's just it's, it just works so well with it too. It just really because. does because you have somebody else to bounce off of and then yeah. you're almost like you know, it, it's a little bit easier than having to fight all the fucking other people inside your head. And then, like, you get, like, that writer's block where somebody else can jump in and be like, well, blah, 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 blah. And it takes your whole story to a whole other fucking turn. And I love it so much. It's just so great and so much fun. Yes, I love RPing with you guys. Yeah, I know. It's just, uh, it's just so wonderful. It's a great way to spend the days. And it's like, I still read not as much as I used to, but just yeah. because, you know, work, kid, you know, family stuff, got to yep. take care of all that. I know. It's like, I, I have bookshelf. Book these days and I'm like, I'm asleep within like two pages. Like, <laughs> well, it's like gymnastics classes. I would get to sit there for the hour and just read. And like, that's where I would blow through all my books and stuff. And, mm -hmm. <sighs> 
now we'll see how that goes with soccer. Books that are still needing to be read that I just, I keep looking at them going, oh, I really want to read you, but I just have energy. <laughs> Mine is I keep going back to ones I've already read because they're like comfort books. Yeah. So it's like, you know, The Stranger is one of my all-time favorites. Like, freaking Camus. I just love The Stranger. Mm-hmm. It's just... How else do you begin a book like um, like besides like Mother Died Today or maybe Yesterday? I can't be sure. Like, <laughs> that is a good one. It's just wonderful and beautiful. And it's like, oh, I've, fuck, I had the realization like maybe one of the reasons why I was a fucked up kid is because one of my favorite short stories was so messed up. And I'm like, damn, is that why I was just such a weird kid and weird adult? It's just... <laughs> this was... Oh, I'm going to go grab the book real quick. <laughs> I know. I just started uh, reading uh, Warrior and Witch again, and I got like three pages in and fell right back asleep. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> I tried. Show me. Where's my, where's my short stories? No, this is the book. Yeah. Damn you, Oscar Wilde. <laughs> and it's such an old book, too. I love this book. Oh, it's the best when they're the old books because the pages sound better. Yeah, and it smells so they're good. thicker, you know, like they're, huh. they're not as, they weren't as mass produced as they are now. So, like, the quality of the pages are still good. I have a book from the 1800s, and you can tell that it's, like, the cloth paper. Oh, yeah, this one's, uh, 1927. Oh, I have one from 1927, too. I'm gonna have my beautiful old Shakespeare book that I love. I have no idea. Yeah, I have the Grim Fairy Tales from 1927. Oh. Yeah, the original OG scary spooky fucked up ones. It's fucking beautiful. I know. And you can't fucking get them anymore. You cannot find that book anywhere unless you're on eBay. Right. And it's so hard. And it's like, you just want to keep looking. And it's like, <laughs> what's what's funny is that's where I find like all of my old interesting books. And like when I got Nick his set of um, Tolkien books for Christmas, I got them off of eBay. Because mm-hmm. it's like just searching. Right. What is the name of this? This is gonna drive me crazy. Oh my god. I mean, I'm loving flipping through this book though because it just smells wonderful. Oh yeah. There's just something about pages of books. Where are you? I know it's. Alright, we're going to the Googles. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Insert Jeopardy theme here. Oh, the Nightingale and the Rose. That's what it is. That's what it's called. Why can't I find it in here? (laughs) And it was like one of my favorite, like, short story poems, whatever, when I was a kid. Because you have this guy that's in love with this woman... And he's trying to, like, you know, impress her and woo her. And, like, there's this nightingale. 
And she's like, oh, I'm going to help him. I'm going to do what I can. And there's a white rose, and but the woman doesn't like white roses. She only wants a red rose. So the nightingale pierces itself on the thorn of the rose and kills itself to turn it red. And then the woman gets the woman turns the kid down anyways. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. And I'm like, that probably started a weird fucked up reading obsession for me. <laughs> that's like, you know, you pick up like a Dave Sedaris book and you're like, huh, this makes a lot of sense. I understand this much more than I probably should. <laughs> should I be scared or Yes. It's like, why did Naked resonate so much with me? Especially when he's talking about being a little kid with all his nervous tics. And I'm like, huh, that makes sense now. Right. It's like back in the days when I was like a chain-smoking bartender in New Orleans. It's like, huh, wow. Hmm, Been yes. Why, why is that? <laughs> Been oh. there. Ugh. And happily quit uh, 14 years ago. Yeah, I still have my vape, but, you know, it's only because it was too cold to go outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, so I'm still getting my nicotine, and eventually I will cut that down, but... Yeah. yeah, we had that one winter where it was in the negatives for, like, weeks on end. And my boyfriend, he's such a trooper, he's like, yeah, I'm going outside to smoke, are you coming? And I'm like, nope. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> nope. Mm-mm. Good. Not today, Satan. I am, I'm not... No. No, there's nothing in the world that could take me out there right now. <laughs> it's too cold. What's your next topic? Um, because I closed my notes app because I'm like really pretty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> do you have any favorite voices or accents that you like to do? Oh, you know I love Agatha. I know you love Agatha. I adore Agatha. <laughs> like, growing up from Philly and spending my, you know, summers at the shore when I was younger, it's like, yep, Agatha. Yep. And it's like half of my family sounds that way anyways, so it's like, yeah. It's just, just like being at home. It's fine. It works. I, it's, um... <laughs> it's usually my go-to when I'm being, like, a, a shit turd. And then, um, trying to be sarcastic and that kind of thing. But then if I'm trying to be, like, kind of pretentious and proper, I, I go English. Um, but if I'm just gonna be a fucking dork, I'll go Australian. It depends on my mood. And then I'll mimic people, so, you know, <laughs> that tends to be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, this, when I was 15, I worked at the summer camp, and it was a camp I would go to when I was a kid, so I knew, like, the people that ran it and everything, but the counselors always changed. They would always get people from all over the world. So the one summer that I worked there, we had this woman from Holland, we had this amazing woman from New Zealand, there was a lot of people from England and Scotland, Ireland and there was this dude from Iceland and it was just so freaking cool but there was one day so the one guy Steve who's from Australia um I looked like his younger sister 
we were both into the same things. Like, me and his sister basically became pen pals. We were the same age. Like, so we would just talk all the time, like, sending letters and stuff. But as there was one day, him and I are sitting there talking. So you have Australian accent and, you know, American Philly accent. And just going back and forth. And one of the guys who had this, you know, real posh English accent comes up. And he just starts, you know, messing with us about our accents and how, you know, they're despicable and horrible. And I'm like, you're just jealous because we perfected yours, okay? We took (laughs) what you had made it better. So get it together. (laughs) (laughs) Starting shit since I was a teen. What's up? Get your shit together. That's so funny. It's like, that that was such a fun summer, though, because, like, somebody from Wales, too. Ah, it's just awesome as shit. That was the best part about working in a hotel in Rapid City, especially in Rapid City where I was at, because, like, it was not too far from the airport. Like, it was right there next to the Air Force Base. We had Mount Rushmore right there. Plus, I mean, we were had people come in from all over the world. And I was helping out at the front desk as well as being the food and beverage director because I had all this experience, so I knew how to do it. And so I would help out because they ended up losing so many people at one point and I was helping housekeeping at one point like I would literally go up and clean rooms in the morning and then I would come down and help out at the desk and then I would go and help like check on my restaurant while I was working the desk like I was all over the fucking place and I also was helping out with housekeeping because we had like all but four of them walk out and then we had 111 rooms and a complete turnover like that's a lot for four fucking people and um yeah it I, is. I was going up so that i wouldn't have that well it's check-in time and how come my room isn't ready <laughs> and then that way i could be like i am incredibly sorry sir that you know you're having to wait on your room like i was up there this morning helping out because we lost everybody but you know i'm doing what i can to you know help out so you know and then they would see that I'm also working my ass off to be able to you know help out and then they wouldn't be as mad (laughs) right it's like oh come on like we're doing what we can calm down exactly it's like the height of the summertime we have 111 rooms we're full like we still have other stuff that we have to you know we have a restaurant to run like it's not just the rooms, guys. <laughs> and I love there's a, there's a lot, yeah. Walk in and expect you to be like, "Well, what do you mean you're full? You can't find another room for me?" Yes. Yes, it's called just, the corner, bro. Seriously. Yeah, like, let Here's me just a tent. go uh, build you one real quick with the hammer and wood that I have in the back pocket of my coat right now, and yeah, you know, get that right on that for you. Because like, we all have a coat of holding, okay? Like, right. <laughs> yes, I'm sure. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, dude. Like, you haven't need cancellations. It's two o'clock in the morning. Everyone is asleep. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. My God, there was 
there were so many nights working at the boat, like, I would go down and help with night audit and stuff. And just because randomly there would be, like, groups of people showing up in the middle of the night. No. It didn't, it didn't travel because it wasn't allowed to travel the rivers, so it was stationary. Gotcha. But I lived, like, a five-minute drive down the road. Sorry, go on. I was no, and it was just I. I mean, I've stayed there plenty of times. It's like you know when you make those mistakes when you're younger, and you're like, yeah, definitely shouldn't get married and end up doing it. I got married on the boat. It's freaking gorgeous. Like, um, my grandmother came down, and she was so excited to stay at the boat because her parents and her like cousins have traveled like on the river on the Delta Queen and she never got to and it was something that she only wanted she always wanted to do so the fact that I got to have her come and stay on the boat for like a week she loved it and there was this group of people who would come and have reunions every year and these were like the regulars who would do the cruises like all the time and they freaking loved me, and they latched on to my grandmother. Um, she died less than a year later, and it was like four months after the wedding. She went into the she went into hospice, but like until like she passed, she said that was the greatest memory of her life. Aww. Like, so it's like I love my grandmother. She was a strong woman. Like, she would put. She would put the fear in anybody, like... Oh, I get that. That's my Nana all the way. I love my Nana. When I was a kid, yeah. When I was a kid, like, something happened to the brakes, the brakes on my mountain bike. So I'm trying to, like, fix it and, like, you know, get it. And I'm like, I can't tell my grandmother she's going to kill me. Like, she's going to be like, oh, my gosh, you broke your bike. What did you do? And I'll be dead. And, of course, is hanging out with some friends. And one of them, he was like, I'm going to go tell your grandma right now. So, and I'm like, no, no. And then I got it fixed. And then I went home and I told my grandmother about what happened. And she's like, okay. She's like, you want to you wanna trick him? And I'm like, yes. So she, like, taught me how to um, take a dried out cork. And you basically, like, burn it to make, like, a charcoal out of it. So she put a sling on my arm and gave me, like, looking like bruises with, like, the cork. And then she sent me over to his house. (laughs) (laughs) And his mom opened the door. And it's like, this is, you know, small neighborhood, like, apartment complex neighborhood. So, you know, everybody. And it was just the fear on his mom's face and his face when she brought him out. It's like, my grandmother was a wonderful woman. She's a hard-ass, but she was wonderful. I get that. My Nana, she's like... The wisest fucking woman I've ever met. And I know, like, she does the greatest gardens. She let me grow peas, and... In Wyoming, she let me grow watermelon and candle. <laughs> Even though it is absolutely not the way <laughs> that um, But I grew them, man. I, they were tiny, but I fucking did it, man. And I was excited. And then um, they ended up moving to a different part of Wyoming over by Devil's Tower. And there's like a lot of lava soil over there. And 
she fucking grew so much winter and acorn squash that <sighs> like she was ended up taking it to the local grocery store and able to sell it like a farmer's market because she had like truckloads it was fucking insane and they were huge like they were bigger than my head oh man they were so good though oh fuck <laughs> I baked them with like brown sugar and honey and um, cinnamon. Fuck. Oh, so good! <laughs> and just ate them, just straight with a fucking fork, just ow, ow, ow. <laughs> That shit was dank. I get it. Uh huh. Oh man, that woman. She like. She's been the one main constant in my life that I know that. I will never, ever, ever have to worry about ever in my life. It's, uh, I, I miss her so much. It's, she, like, took me and my sister in when I was five, and mm. it was definitely necessary and needed, and she helped so much. Oh, yeah, I get that. If it wasn't for my Nana, like, my, I, I probably wouldn't be the same person that I am because, like, my biological mom... I, you know like it was a fucking nightmare and like the, she was the was safe place because my dad was always gone working which I will repeat to my dying death that I will never ever fault him for this because he was working for the family Yeah, um, but uh, she was not very nice to me and so like I was always over at Nana's house because she was safe place and I have a funny story about this. So I was four and my dad had just gotten home from something. I can't remember what it was because obviously I was four. And then Tosca had gone to Casper for something. I don't know what it was for. I think my Nana had said that she was in a college class or something. I'm pretty sure she was just fucking around on my dad. <laughs> But, uh, so she, she called, I called my Nana on the phone and I'm like, Hey Nana, can I come over and bake cookies with you on board? And my Nana, not really thinking, she says, sure, come on out. And my dad I tried to wake him up. I was like, Dad, Nana said I could go bake cookies with her. Can I, can we go? And he was like, I'm taking a nap. We'll go after. I would, did not ex feel that this answer was acceptable, apparently. <laughs> this was like, I, if I remember correctly, I still have the newspaper cut out from this thing. And if I remember correctly, it was like November 4th. And... In Wyoming, in November, it is not the warmest. It, there no. was not snowing at this point. I remember there was no snow. But uh, I decided that I was just going to walk to Nana's house. And Nana lived 25 miles from my house. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and so at first I thought it was a game. So I was a super, I was a secret agent. And so I was sneaking around because I saw, like, these teenagers. I remember seeing the teenagers hanging around in a car. And so I was, like, all being sneaky, sneaky. And um, 
then I, I, I got pretty far. Like I actually got, I think I got like five miles before, like I got to like the bridge and then where the bridge came, it went across Deer Creek. And after that, it was all, there was no, um, sidewalk and it was all just side of the road yeah and so i got stopped there because i started to get scared i remember and i was looking over the bridge watching the river and i was trying to build up the confidence to like keep going because i also had no socks no shoes on, <laughs> no coat and it's no november yeah and next thing I know, like this car, it was a black car, I remember. And um, they like pull over and two ladies get out and they're like, are you okay? Like, do you need a ride? Where's your mom? And I was like, I'm walking to Nana's house. Yeah. They're like, okay, but like, are you, you okay? Yeah, I'm just walking to Nana's house. Oh, yeah, I'm good. Need a ride? No, I'm all right. I'm going to Nana's house. <laughs> And so they leave, and then probably I want to say five minutes later, the fucking chief of police pulls up. <laughs> <laughs> he picks my ass up, and I remember being wrapped up in a blanket with a Milky Way, and my friend <laughs> comes into the the police station, going, "Cassandra Delin." <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's like, you know, we we both, you know, we were born the same year. So, you know, in that same decade, like, things were so much different. Like, we were free-range children. Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. the amount, I'm, oh my god, like, I was five when my mom took off. The amount of memories I have from being under five are so many. And it's like, why was I allowed when I was this young? Like, I lived, there was a major, like, street right next to the apartments. Yeah. Why was I allowed to be running around and doing so much when I didn't have a backyard? <laughs> like, it was a streets. That was it. <laughs> I I remember riding on the hood of a car. Like, I'm chilling on the hood. <laughs> like, and we're driving around the parking lot. I'm like, why is this okay? Like, know, right? the amount of places I've been. <laughs> and granted, it was wonderful and I loved it. It's like, oh my gosh, I... I'm not overprotective of my son. I want him to experience stuff and do stuff and try stuff. But I'm sure. not going to let him get into anything that will be dangerous. Yes. Like, the yeah, stuff I would not let my... I wouldn't let my cu- my kid do this shit. Like, no. I, I like wouldn't if, let my kid do what I used to do, but I'm also not, like, a hovering mom either. Where yeah. Like, what are you doing? Where are you going? Blah, blah, blah. Like, I, I like to know where he's going. You know, but it's not like every five minutes. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Do what you want, dude. Yeah, it was like, why are you in the house? Okay, fine. I'll go get lost for the day. Cool. You have no idea where I've been. And then when... No questions asked. You're home. No, it's like custody switching around so much. And, you know, finally getting back to my dad. I'm 14, riding my bike all over Philadelphia. Like, I have covered everywhere and everything. I have my secret spots I go to and just, you know, listen to music and draw and write, and that's how I would spend my days. Like, what? Why? No. I know. 
I know, I was fortunate enough, like, the town that I grew up in was literally 1,500 people. Like, everyone knew everyone, everyone knew exactly whose kid I was as they saw me walking, so it was like, the chief of police knew exactly who I was, which is how my Nana found me. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I was only there, like, ten fucking minutes. <laughs> Long enough for her to get her shoes on, get in the truck, and get into town. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. One of the funniest things was my grandmother worked for this company, and she would every year they would have us go to, or they would do like a little like family day for like the company put on, and it would be at Dorney Park out here. So like the whole family would go and run around Dorney Park, and here I am. I had to be like three or four because my sister wasn't born yet. And I'm left alone with my cousins who were like 10 and 12. No idea where anybody else is. It's it's an amusement park, so it's packed. Like, it's full. It's in June. Uh, we get off a ride and they take off running. I, of course, cannot keep up as young as I am. And next thing I know, I'm lost. So... Apparently, I found a security guard there, and they sat me on the edge of the lost and found desk and made an announcement because I went up to them and said, yeah, um, I don't know where my mom is. I'm lost. I need to find my mom. I gave them all the information, who we were with. I'm like, so security my God. number, debit card number, ATM. <laughs> like, here's everything, you know? Just then. And, like they come and find me and mom like picks me up like oh my god like my so, cousins were not allowed to take me anywhere after that right <laughs> <laughs> like oh my gosh like mm. nope you're not responsible enough to watch the four year old sorry <laughs> the 80s things were weird I don't know it's funny because like my I was eight years old and watching my baby brand new cousin like she was like I want to say like a week old and I was put in charge of watching my cousin babysitting her it was like the weirdest thing like no shame my family yeah it was no shame <laughs> like what why <laughs> it cracks me up. <laughs> It's like, nope, we were just put in charge. This, this is it. They're like, you're responsible enough. You're an adult. Yep, you're good. Okay. Like, just cool. the sheer fucking, like, just no knowledge. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> it cracks my hands up. <laughs> it's like, what the hell? Why? Just growing up in the 80s and 90s was just beyond something, anything that the kids that did not grow up in the 80s and 90s will never comprehend. No, it's just no one can get a hold of you. You were told not to be seen anywhere around your house mm -hmm. from sunup till sunset. Those streetlights came on, then you were home. Yep. You broke your toy, that motherfucker was broken if it was not able to be fixed. Yep. <laughs> And it's like, how do you find all your friends? Go see where all their bikes are at. Whose house are they hanging at? Just drive by around looking for everybody's bikes, okay? Yep. If you can't get a hold of them on the the home phone, that is... And talk to their parents. Wall. Talk to their parents. <laughs> yep. Oh. Talk to their parents. If you can't get a hold of them, you're 
just going to have to deal with that. (laughs) Right. And then it's like the parents try and like, you know, catch their kid in the lie and you have to make sure you know all the right answers anyways. It's like, oh, how do I not get my friend grounded? Okay. I know, right? How do I? (laughs) It's a lot of, it was a lot of pressure being a friend back then. It really was. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what? No. Why was it such a struggle? I know. (laughs) Oh my god, should oh. we do a tarot reading? Sure, let's do it. I have been failing so hard. I forgot to do Adams. I fucking... I, I have been failing so hard, but to be honest, I don't really think I was in the mental capacity for it. So. You gotta be in the right mental state. Yes, and I think I'm in a good mood, so we're good. Alright. Alright, and luckily enough, I can edit out all the card shaffling. <laughs> I really do love this deck though like it is such a beautiful deck I'll have to send you some pictures of them yes I want to see they're so they're just amazing it's just my type of style and it was amazingly perfect as soon as I saw them I need to cleanse my decks but I have one that I know I'm never going to use for anything and because it's more of an art piece it's my Philly tarot deck it's like the devil is gritty like it's just it's such a beautiful deck by a local artist in philly i'm like i need this in my life like this is oh it's just so pretty and then i got a crowley deck that i need to figure out what to do with let's sit and sealed up in a bag i don't know if there's enough cleansing i can do to that one i know i i have used it a couple of times but I feel like it's always like contradicting my other cards because like I'll pull out my other cards like right after and I'm like that doesn't what no that doesn't make any sense it's like the first time that I was like you know opening up and like getting used to it and it's like I had this weird like deja vu type thing and I'm like this is I I need to take a step back you need to go go sit down deck of cards oh you are the swords are your friend tonight apparently am I gonna shank somebody let's do this (laughs) Um, so your first card was the king of swords and he's basically telling you that you're needing to examine yourself and um how his energies are manifesting within and around you like are you acting like a tyrant um do you need to appeal to your higher nature to like in store in store restore like a mental balance re again um he's basically telling you to remove the emotions from the equation um and see yourself rationally um, tell the truth and find the solutions of what's going on. I don't know what you're possibly mentally fighting, but yeah. apparently you're mentally fighting something. Um, if you are uncertain of, you know, which way to go, you can look to his craft and, uh, like, try to figure out a well-thought-out plan um, just to see, like, what logically is good for you to figure out 
which way you need to go. It's very helpful. Kind of vague, but... No, it's helpful. Okay. Um, and then you also got the Seven of Swords. Um, which means that, uh, uh, wow, okay, so, yeah, you've got a deceiver on your hands. Or you're deceiving somebody. Um, are you being sneaky? Um, that's, that's kind of, that makes me feel sad. It's okay, it's probably just work. It could be, it could be. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see what the next one says. So, the Four of Swords... It, oh, it's telling you to take a time out and rejuvenate yourself. Uh, yeah. Time for some self-meditation. Yeah. I've been trying. I'm like, oh, I definitely, like, I know I definitely need that. Yeah. Because yeah. work's just got me going crazy, and I'm like, I'm tired of it. Yeah. There's a deceiver in your path. You're <laughs> gonna have to fish him out. Um... I feel like with the like the self rejuvenation and the King of Swords, like that will really help because, like, I feel like whichever whoever this deceiver is is causing the mental balance or like misbalance really, and so like once you like kind of give yourself to like rejuvenate and relax and just kind of think, then I feel like that deceiver will be revealed. Pretty soon. It's like that sounds about right, especially for work. It's like, yep, nope. Been looking for something else. It's like, because <laughs> I know I have to get out of there. Yeah, I it's just not do. good for me. I get it. I get it. Which that makes that does make a whole lot of sense now that I'm thinking about it. Hmm. I guess we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Yes, we will. <laughs> well, everybody, you know where to find us at uh, Three Besties and a Guestie, and you can l- listen to us here at Talk Anything with Cass, and soon we'll be um, coming up with some audio shows that we've been working on. I'm pretty excited about that. I think Those are going to be so much fun. Yes. I know I'm we've got so a script ready, so I just got to <laughs> get it all together, but... um. Yeah, that'll be a good time. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm so excited. It's going to be so much fun. Yes. <laughs> um, and what, what's, what's your Twitters? My Twitters is at the ButterscotchCB. That is my Twitters. All right. And you can get a hold of me at talkanythingwithcast at gmail.com or you can leave me a voicemail at speakpipe.com slash roleplayers. Uh, you can also find me fucking at funinstallers.com or no, so funinstallersnetwork.com, excuse me. And we'll have all this uh, tagged at the bottom of the show notes. So, all right, you guys have a wonderful day and blessed be. Thank you so much, Cass. Yeah, thank you for <laughs> being a guest on my show and everything. I'm so excited. and Always, anytime. Yeah, and everybody, thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.